Once upon a time, there were six strangers. Strangers who, despite the best efforts of the coronavirus, got together for a virtual game of D&D. That game turned into another game, which turned into yet another game, which turned into a campaign. By then, the strangers, who had started to become friends, said, Hey, since we're playing and we need those notes anyways, why don't we record it and release it as a podcast? This is the story of the players and the characters in that campaign. This is the story of gold and glory in Season 3, The Shadow Conclave. Okay, welcome to our D&D podcast. First thing you gotta know, we're not voice actors. We're not even actors. We're just a bunch of regular folk who wanted to play D&D during the coronavirus pandemic. Next thing you gotta know, this ain't your run-of-the-mill D&D game. It's an Acquisitions Incorporated game, which means it's gonna get weird, corporate, and have a bunch of acting in-jokes. Last thing you gotta know, it's a homebrew game, which means if you're looking for adventures on the Sword Coast, or in Tal'Dorei, or in Wildmar, you're not gonna find them here. But if you're looking for something a little familiar and more than a little different, onwards to Golden Glory. Now, before we begin, here's a quick character intro, just to help you know who's who. Hi, I'm Selena, a human divination wizard, and I'm the loremonger. Hi, I'm Theo. I'm a human twilight cleric, and I'm also the documenter. Hey, I play Edith, a dwarf barbarian, and I'm the decisionist. Hi, I'm Siona, a half-elf bard, and I'm the secretarian. Hi, I'm Bobo de Hobo. I'm a tabaxi rogue and a freelance contractor. Hi, I'm Melfix, a gnome artillerist artificer, and I'm an auditor representing the Mark branch of Acquisitions Incorporated. Shadow Council, we bring to you today a very special solo mission episode with none other than the Siren of Song, Siona Starglimmer, a tale of intrigue adventure, solo adventure, and corporate machinations, maybe not so corporate, Golden Glory, the Shadow Conclave. So, um... Siona, welcome back, by the way. Thank you. You're very welcome. It's been a little while. So now tell me, how has your lone wolf infiltration of Drawn Enterprise worked out thus far? Um, well... <laughs> is, is your solo mission investigation, is it proving fruitful in cover, uh, uncovering the whereabouts of your good friend Timely? Uh... Uh, I heard a couple of things, but I tell you, I just feel like I went into the Viper's Den. Oh, the Viper's Den. And, uh, you know, the lion's yeah. mouth, Viper's Den. Yeah, those are, those are kind of interesting and apt metaphors. Um, mm. Now, isn't tomorrow or something your concert with the Saltmarsh Sirens at the Golden Glory uh, soundstage? Yeah. How, how did you get connected with the Sirens anyways? Did you, like, do a road trip together back in the day? You know, I have no idea. I'm wondering if this came about when I was Selena, or either that or someone is pretending to be me. Oh my gosh, a conspiracy! Wow! Mm. Well, you know what? Personally, I I personally am looking forward to this musical matchup. Tagline, Siona! 
Oh shit. <laughs> that is a tagline. <laughs> Shall I give you inspiration for something which is completely inadvertent? Because I love that one because it is t- t-shirtable. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it about sums things up. Have <laughs> <laughs> the siren of song, the mistress of music, Siona Star Glimmer. All right. Well, you know, Siona, I am going to give you the benefit of the doubt and a little bit of a breather to help us and help the Shadow Council understand what has happened before. So when last we left you, our hero, in this particular tale, what in the world happened? <laughs> uh, I had disguised myself as a half-orc. A half-orc, uh, yeah. A half-orc, and I had really wanted to get this hat of disguise. I also wanted the uh, the robe of the manta ray, um, but it seems that even though the hat of disguise is uh, like uh, like a fairly common magical item, it is. Uh, it is also a little bit higher priced than most, well, than other magical items in its uh, of its, uh, you know, uh, commonness. Well, you know what they say, say, supply and demand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's got to do with how useful it can be. Mm. In any case, um, recognizing that uh, that it would cost a pretty penny, um, I was trying to get the price down. So I managed to convince Emka to give it to me for. That's right. You had all these like deal. little side negotiations, uh, you know, to bring yeah. the price down. And yeah, if, if, if I, I delivered a package for her to draw on. Right. So, and you also got this discount for actually speaking her native Minotaur. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then she and then she bonked me like as part of like this respectful Minotaur this, thing. Where right. They got heads. The headbutt. Headbutt. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. 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 And it hurt. It really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I, I found my way up to drawn it. I hitched a ride. I managed to get up to the drawn headquarters. Along the way, I passed the uh, the mines, and I'm very curious about that. But I got to drawn headquarters. I got inside. There was just this all this stalling. It's like, oh my god, everything moves so slow. But I managed to get in, uh, and there was a a robot there or a modron. Uh, Not a modron, but a construct. A construct. Mm-hmm. A construct that uh, had been created by Timely. That's right. Uh, and that left me thinking that Timely is in the employ of Drawn, and I have this feeling that he's it's against his will, but I keep getting these messages or these impressions of that Timely doesn't want me to help him, which is really weird because Timely is my best friend, mm-hmm. and I have to help him. Like, I, I absolutely have to to help them like there's no anyway I, I i got in there i was in a bit over my head i was still had this half work disguise on uh, and i was so concerned about getting caught and then i had the meeting with i interrupted malachi's meeting because he was making me wait for hours and i finally got in there delivered the parcel and he saw through me or at least he saw through that like this wasn't important information mm-hmm. and I caught because a you had highlighted to say oh it, this is a priority communication right yeah mm-hmm. i was afraid that i was going to be there like for two days just like <laughs> sitting in the waiting room you know so uh yeah so but i caught a glimpse of the tabaxi in the corner true uh, and that tabaxi is like seriously like well hidden and uh that creeped me out when i saw the two of them there and i thought oh crap i think they i felt like they saw right through me i it- felt like my disguise was uh, no longer any good 
And then I came out, and that's when I saw a Now, sorry, um, did, did, you, did you actually get called <clears throat> out, uh, you know, as being someone who you are not? Uh, they didn't call me out, but I had the feeling like that they knew that something was going on and that they were all eyes on me. It really, it I spooked see. me. So it could be that I was just a little bit paranoid uh-huh. uh, and not trusting of the situation. Um, but I, uh, it made me want to run. <laughs> so are you saying that I, as your long suffering uh, dungeon master, I managed to get inside your head and mess with Absolutely. it a little bit? Excellent. Totally. 100%. 100%. You know, mission accomplished. Accomplished. Fantastic. Yes. Malachi, um, just just meeting with Malachi on its own <laughs> tends to have that effect and then throw in the tabaxi and I'm like, oh crap. Like, and just I like- don't know if you remember this, but the tabaxi, it, it was sort of uh, Kitnis's like arch nemesis, mm-hmm. right? Because... Uh, Kidness, who of course is the master of gloom stalking and tracking and yeah. is a very skilled stealth ranger, etc. Yeah. Almost seemed to never be able to keep tabs on the tabaxi. So there's this whole rivalry going back, you know, way before where yeah. Kidness herself, like a, a very, very skilled tractor, tried to actually track down the tabaxi and could not. So you would recognize that as well. Um, and just kind of remembering from, from those interactions. So yeah, maybe from a, from that perspective, that would be a good thing because yeah, Malachi plus this tabaxi who can face down kit, uh, kitness. That's, that's pretty intimidating. And, and then what happened? So you, you left the drawn enterprises building in a hurry. Okay. (laughs) Gotta get out of there. Yeah. Uh, and I was afraid I was being followed. Hmm. Uh, and then I, I came out and uh, that's when I saw Griffey mm. uh, and I saw these soldiers um, doing something with Griffey. And, and I, I, I really believe that all creatures should be free. And, and Griffey uh, being the, the griffin that was sort of kind of adopted by Theo coming from mm-hmm. um, like Thule, right? Like way back at, at, at the outpost. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And uh yeah, so I, I recognized this uh, this this griffin, and uh, I, I was afraid they were doing something horrible to it. And uh, yeah, so a I needed to get away. B I was concerned about what was going on with Griffey and and how that might uh, turn into something that would be horrible for 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 us uh, for Golden Glory in general um, after the fact. Um, and I really didn't want to see that happen. So uh, I looked at my options very quickly, and I thought, well. Uh, get away, help Griffey. I can't fight all these these guards uh, all at once, and that's mm. when I chose to cast the polymorph. Mm. And do you remember what you polymorphed into? Uh, it was like a pterodactyl. Yeah, or something. giant pterodactyl, yeah. and actually, you know, yeah. um, pretty strong. And you managed to kind of um, break away, actually grab onto Griff uh, to Griffey, who is a full size Griffin, by the way. So I mean, that's yeah. not that's not small. And actually managed to kind of you know take it away, rip the rope out from its uh, you know erstwhile captors. And I think you avoided a blow from you know the captain of the guard of the Lord Commander mm-hmm. Militant or whomever he was and then you kind of flew off and then mm-hmm. my rec- and tossed off one of the uh, the guys with the rope that, that, that's the right way. yeah like, it, it was know. touch and go 
Whoa, you made me roll a few times. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. I do remember that. That's fun. Yeah. I and remember. <laughs> and then now, now the, the one thing that happened, of course, is that, you know, once you, so you did kind of, you swooped around um, sort of more towards the south or the southeast and ultimately mm-hmm. tried angling down towards a beach area that is sort yeah. of along the cliffside, you know, almost adjacent or immediately, um, you know, below where the 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 the, the drawn enterprises mansion is. That's right. And, and, then, and the reason I picked that area is because I didn't think I could control Griffey uh, enough to get uh-huh. far enough away, and I wanted to make sure that I could disappear out of sight when I came down, and that the polymorph would wear off, and that I could. Um, my goal, my hope was to uh, see Griffey and. and and establish some kind of uh, friendship. But, you know, uh, as a lore bard, I, I do get like um, a partial uh, bonus in animal handling, even though I'm not fully proficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a pretty, it's a pretty dismal uh, score with, um, you know, wisdom is not really Siona's thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so okay. Fair completely and utterly failed that and looking like a half work, uh, that was, uh, uh, that was uh, that was that's adding to things as well, right? So maybe yeah. if, had you resumed or, or taken off your disguise, and maybe it had the opportunity to recognize you as Siona, maybe there Not would have been some recognition, but yeah. certainly that didn't happen. And then what happened yeah. essentially is that Griffey flew off and and you know flew yeah. you know essentially seaward, and you know yeah. he's he's circling and actually has dis- you know uh, disappeared behind a, a cloud bank far to the south in the Shimmer Sea. Mm. So, Siona, what I would say, and, uh, you know, hopefully you can kind of see this uh, online, um, you um, are on a rather tranquil kind of um, beach property um, that seems to be, you know, behind and below, um, you know, the, the drawn enterprises area. And certainly it is a beach that um, is is adjacent to you know the ocean waters that kind of crest along the Shimmer Sea, and then of course if you were to proceed, uh, you know further uh, to the east, you would actually come upon a salt marsh proper. So um, yeah, and I mean there is the, um, uh, the 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 sound of waves crashing, um, the seabirds and the seagulls uh, crying and just kind of circling above. And it's odd that, you know, in this moment of almost, you know, like a a sense of fear that, you know, maybe you had got caught, maybe they're following you, maybe they're onto you. And so you trying to get out of there and then the immediate adrenaline hit of having to try and rescue, um, you know, uh, Griffey. All of that just comes crashing down and you realize how tired you are and you know this is both a combination of a sense of relief like at least that is over um mm-hmm. but yeah you you stand here on this kind of beachfront uh, area and uh with the uh with the the, the sea lapping at, at your side and uh, i guess um just to say from a timing perspective um the, the, the sun is definitely progressing and starting to uh, diminish slightly and the shadows become ever longer. But, you know, you definitely still you have daylight and probably several hours of it. Uh, so tell me, Siona, what do you do um, in this brief 
and rare moment of respite from your adventures? Uh, well, first I take a moment and I go, oh shit, that wasn't so smart. Because <laughs> I've just, my ride has just disappeared, uh, like going off into in, into the sky. Uh-huh. Uh, and I no longer have the ability to fly myself. Uh, this is uh, pretty reflective of my lower wisdom score. Uh, and now here I am on this beach by myself. And I'm thinking, hmm, really good to uh, attune to this hat of, uh, of disguise. I just feel like it'd be very a helpful thing, but I need to find a place that, uh, like I, I'm not the most perceptive, uh-huh. uh, and I need to find a place that I think I might be able to get away with an hour's rest without being surprised uh, or disturbed in any way. So I need to scope out this area as best I can and see if there's anywhere that looks like it would be conducive to an hour's uh, rest. Sounds good. I do have a question for you. So now that you have reverted back and dropped your polymorph spell, presumably Mm -hmm. changing back from a giant pterodactyl to yourself, do you Mm -hmm. continue to maintain the physical disguise of being uh, an orc? No, I think I'm going to change it. Okay. Um, I want to look human now, and I want to look... more like a drifter, I guess. Uh, like, because I'm I'm imagining if there was somebody down here, it'd probably be a, be a drifter okay. type. Okay. Okay. And 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 specifically human. Okay. So specifically and human. I, I guess okay. So here's here's a question. You just purchased a hat of disguise, right? Yes. But of course, in order to use it properly, you are going to have to to uh, attune to it, which requires time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, uh, but the other thing, of course, you always have access to your makeup kit and things like that. And if you wanted to yeah. just take the time to rearrange your physical disguise now, that's fine. I just wanted yeah. to know what you're doing before you actually start looking. Uh, yeah, like I'll just take a quick look around just to make sure that there's nothing obvious in terms of um, being uh, like under any immediate threat. Uh, and if there's not, then I will just uh, very quickly behind this rock where I am yep. um, switch my disguise from the half orc to a human, say a human male, um, just a yeah, just just to adopt a look of someone who's just kind of um, poor and and getting by and 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 maybe his. Uh, Perhaps has a bit of a drinking uh, issue. <laughs> brain drinking issue. Okay, that, that's cool. So I'll tell you what, can you roll uh, perception for me, please? Perception? Not my strong suit. That's not my problem. I know. Well, I got 21. Okay, tw- okay, 21. I mean, you know, tw- 19 plus 2. Tw- yeah. 21, in fact, is, is fairly good. So uh, immediately in your surroundings, so uh, this sort of large rock outcropping, um, you know, uh, a po- you know, from which are, uh, you know, uh, extruding, um, you know, various large uh, water washed uh, root structures. There is uh, chitin and moss and, um, you know, some definite, you know, trees and, and that thing that reach above. Now, uh, you can tell um, and like even without, you know, strong, what I would say, scientific knowledge, you can see that, you know, the, the pattern of the water and uh, the salt and the brine 
um, is definitely visible. And what it does suggest to you is that this beach is subject to the tides, right? So there is a kind of low water line and there's a high water line. And you can see that the <laughs> high water does actually come and abut up against this kind of rock structure. Now, mm -hmm. the rock structure from what you are able to see, and in fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to measure if I go from where you are. Yeah. So to the, the, the cliff face from the rock is almost like 70 feet um, and, uh, you know, there is definitely large rock outcropping structure. But the first thing you notice, and part of it is that your eyes are drawn to a light source that you did not anticipate. So if you zoom in a little and you take a look, you can see, and, you know, you're doing this from within cover. Mm -hmm. There is, uh, you know, a, 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 a walkway that kind of leads up. And even in the walkway, you can see that there are several kind of statues that kind of, uh, you know, line the path, if you will. But beyond mm -hmm. the path, and hopefully you're seeing this as well, is mm -hmm. it is an opening to some form of cavern. And if you mm -hmm. just kind of judge and you look upwards, it's definitely, you know, immediately adjacent, but below the drawn Enterprise Mansion. So very, um, you know, natural to assume that if the mansion and the land, um, you know, basically sits above, well, this could be some form of cavern or catacomb that is attached to or maybe provides access to Drawn Enterprise from a different location. And you can see that within because it is a cavern of sorts and you see kind of stalactites and rock formations kind of forming up and down. There is artificial light coming from fire sources from within. As far as you can see from this, you know, you can see some flickering of torchlight or maybe it's a you know a set of braziers or two but you know at this distance that's probably over 90 maybe even over 100 feet it's pretty far to get real details but um, you know nothing seems to be in the immediate area all you are seeing you actually you know, things are kind of calm with, with the waves lapping up upon the beach. And again, the seagulls hover overhead. Uh, you have the slight salty tang of, you know, fish coming from the ocean, but it's a clean smell. And, you know, um, it, it, it's fairly ref uh, refreshing. So I would say from this point on, especially if you stay within the shadow and the cover of this rock outcropping, um, yeah, it's definitely a place where you could take a couple moments to shift your disguise, even take a short rest if that's something that you want. Yes, I will do both of those things. Uh, first, I will shift my disguise and then I will take a short rest. And I, I like the idea of doing it there out of the view of those statues. I know they just appear to be stone, but um, I've got a healthy dose of paranoia. <laughs> okay, so what I'm doing is I'm moving you a little bit further um, where you're basically out of sight from, you know, even uh, that cavern entrance and the pathway mm -hmm. where the, uh, the, the, you know, the shadows, uh, not the shadows, but the statues are, are um, you know, placed. And, uh, it, you know, there is a sense of uh, immediate kind of protection, both from the wind um, and the sun. So, you know, it is a place where you can rest and recuperate if only for, you know, a short while. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can you uh, roll your disguise? So roll, 
Uh, I guess that would be deception, eh? Uh, is it deception or performance? Uh, either or. And uh, I do it with advantage because I have uh, I have the actor feet, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, um, it doesn't really matter to me except for I would say in this particular instance, I don't feel you're performing. Performance always implies you have an audience and you can elicit reactions from them. But here, the only thing that is seeming to observe you are the seagulls. Are you performing for the seagulls? Am I deceiving them? I don't think they know or care. <laughs> well, I'm just a devil's advocate. Uh, deception and performance, I think both require an audience. Oh, that, that's, a, that's a good point. Well, and, and again, this is really about disguise. So you know what? Uh, go with what you want. Um, and especially actor feet. Um, actors have to put on makeup. They have to kind of adjust their costumes and things like that. So absolutely, let's make it a performance check with advantage. Excellent. Okay, so good argument. 20. 20 what? Uh, 23. Okay. So with your usual style and, and, and panache, and, and you've done many plays where, you know, there'd be musicals when you have to play the beggar king and, and that sort of thing. And so it's pretty easy to kind of get into that role. And uh, human male or human female? Human male. Human male. Okay. Yep. And More likely to be down on the beach with like. Yeah. No, I think that's that, that's fair <laughs> enough. Okay. So then you know yeah. basically uh, you um, you know uh, managed to kind of get that disguise, and then uh, you also mentioned that you're going to take some time to attune to the how to disguise, right? Yeah. So I yeah. think attunement um, is usually at least I can't remember the exact time, but let's say that it takes place during your short rest. So if you yeah. regain an, a, anything, and I think as a bard you can even regain hit points with your song of rest. I don't think it applies. But if if whatever whatever benefits you get from taking a short rest, please apply them, and then we can continue from there. I will just uh, hit the short rest button, and whatever's supposed to happen will happen. Though I think I've still burned a fourth level slot for that polymorph I did last time. True. Yeah. It, it uh, wizards can uh, restore spells uh, upon a short rest. I don't think bards can. No, I did not. Okay. <laughs> but I am. Healthy, so to speak. Awesome. Okay, that's great. Okay, so Siona Starglimmer, what do you do here? Um, I would, uh, I would like to investigate that that cavern. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. Do I just walk right up? Well, you tell me. You tell me yeah, how, how you approach. Um, if, I don't if, think I'm going to avoid the gaze of these uh, stone statues. Um, okay. I think what I'd like to do is come around to the right of this rock. Okay. Uh, get into the shadow uh, over there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then make a stealth uh, check. Sure. Okay. And um, go ahead and make your stealth roll. Uh, it's a 20. 20 is very a dirty good. dirty 20. Yeah. So I would say, and sorry, uh, dirty 20, that me, uh, means potentially that you're even higher than 20. So what is your modified role? 
Oh no, that's like thirteen plus thirteen seven. plus okay. twenty. Okay, okay, so yeah. twenty is the effective uh, uh, roll. Okay, that that's cool. Okay, so well, um, you know, certainly um, you have a couple pass, but I mean, the incline of the rock and the sand abuts upon this kind of stone uh, outcropping, and again, you can see even as the shadows lengthen, uh, you know, there are some kind of bushes and things like that near to where the you know the statues seem to be, and when you count them specifically uh let me increase the exposure here hopefully you can see that a little bit better this one mm -hmm. two three uh looks like four or five statues that seem to lead up before it actually gets to the cavern entrance all right so mm -hmm. what do you do from here uh just checking my spells. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to, uh, to, to get a little bit closer to these statues. I want to like the one that's closest, not, not the one that's closest to me, but the second closest one that doesn't have the sun on it. Okay. I want to get, uh, yeah, in front of that bush and close enough to do an arcana check. Um, okay. Give me an arcana check. Eleven. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I mean, from your position and in uh, you know the the you know the ever lengthening shadows, these appear to be just statues made out of stone. There is the beginnings of erosion from salt and wind and, you know, that, that normal wear and tear upon these things. But, um, you know, you would say, and from an art perspective, they're actually really well done. There's like, uh, you know, really good contouring with regards to, you know, musculature and, and things like that. But yeah, I mean, other than that, just, just a statue, a bunch of statues. Uh, do they look like anything? Do they look like warriors or monks or any um, kind? Of so uh, some of them are, well, yeah, you, you see one and that is the one which seems to be at the opening to the cavern. That one is definitely a little bit more, uh, you know, dressed in uh, like a, a warrior's garb. Um, it isn't really in a warrior's pose or anything like that, um, you know, just slightly crouched over. Um, the other ones, um, actually, um, you know, the, the one that you're kind of close, uh, closer to, um, it's interesting because I think normally, um, you know, statues have a certain kind of pose. And the pose of, of these statues is a little bit unusual in that, you know, they're actually quite dynamic. Most of them seem to be looking towards the inside of the path area. Um, and you can see that, you know, if you were to, you know, uh, assume that, you know, the, the, the statues could see, they're sort of looking out, uh, you know, more towards the inside. Mm hmm. Um, I would like to, uh, here, I'd like to throw a stone into the path, okay. but I'd like to, and I'm, tell me if this is, uh, is doable. I'd like to use, um, slate of hand, okay. uh, to bounce it off a rock so that it, it doesn't give my position away and hence my, uh, my, my hide. Sure. And what I would say, uh, why don't you make that roll with, uh, with advantage because you are well stealthed and uh, you're taking your time to kind of do this. Okay, go ahead. Make the roll. Okay, that's either a 14 or... <laughs> and the dice rolls in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> 
18. 18. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, um, the, the, the stone kind of clatters, you know, into the path, um, you know, makes contact with a couple pebbles and kind of, um, uh, you know, lands a little bit, rolls away. Um, are you aiming for anything in particular? Uh, well, I, I want to bounce it off uh, like the wall there, the, like the rocks nearby, okay, uh-huh. so that they can't tell the source of like where it came from. Okay, uh, and then I want it to sort of land in the middle of the path, so that um, at least two or more of the statues will see it. Okay, uh, so it lands and bounces into the middle of the path. I mean, statues are statues; they're 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 not looking or nor do they react in any way shape or form to the thrown thing and as far as you can tell um you know you can from from your position over here oh you do hear some noises uh almost like uh mechanical movement and some uh clanking maybe of gears um, and you also hear the occasional thud of maybe wood on stone, um, within the cavern, but it's quite deep in. And I mean, certainly without getting into the mouth of the cavern, you're not going to be able to see that detail. Okay. And that's, that's not new. That was going on before. Correct. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. so, so you didn't really hear that before, but now that you've actually gotten closer, this is, you know, when yeah. you actually are noticing these sounds and noises. Okay. Uh, that's all good. And in um, fact, in fact, um, let me see. Give me a, let's call it an investigation check. six six okay yeah like again you just hear a bunch of uh you know like movement and it sounds like you know there's metal or maybe gears or something like that involved and and there's uh, sounds of you know maybe like wooden crates or boxes or something like that but you you just can't tell further without getting closer you know you have to change your position fundamentally to actually be close enough to investigate in detail right now it's just too far uh, can i do a history check on these statues to see if there's a like if they represent any uh, figures from history or if i've heard anything about um, statues taking up poses uh, like this being used for any particular purpose sure because you did say that they're a bit worn, so it makes me think that they're old or they've been here for a while. Okay, uh, make that history check. 24. 24. Okay, now your kind of keen senses kind of come into play. And you actually do notice there does appear to be a bit of a difference in the age and wear and tear of the uh, of the statues. The ones which, and again, you're not that close to them. Um, the ones that seem to be closer to the um, the, uh, the the opening in 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 the cavern entrance, if you will, um, those are not that worn, uh, and it is the ones which are closer to the beach and the area that you are that appear to have a little bit more wear and tear. Uh, there is one, and let's just kind of say it is this statue over here, this third one uh, away from your position. Um, and in fact, I can highlight that. 
this one right here. Okay. So that one, um, it's interesting. The positioning of that one almost appears to be like pointing to something within the path. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's kind of an interesting pose. And the two ones in the outside, it does look like they have been eroded a little bit. Like their features have started to kind of, you know, be a lot less distinguishable. But you notice at least the ones that are closer in, they appear to be much more, uh, you know, they, they have more detail. They have uh, a little bit more, um, uh, I guess, recognizability in terms of their shape. Interesting. Okay, um, that one that's pointed to something in the path, can mm -hmm. I see what it's pointing to? Or like look at where it's pointing to get a better sense yeah, of it? Yeah, it so be? it's actually pointing to kind of a rock outcropping. And you can see like just adjacent here. And again, if I light that up, you can see how this is sort of a bramble set of, uh, you know, um, bushes and, and vegetation that kind of a butt up against the side of the cliff. Um, it does appear to be that it's pointing kind of uh, maybe just beyond that area. So you can see how the path does wind past these sort of bushes and everything like that. It's kind of pointing to about here. Hmm. That is interesting. Do you want to get any closer or are you still content to kind of stay where you are? Uh, I would like to get a little closer. Um, I don't want to go too close to that spot, but I'd like to um, take a slightly closer look at what that statue is pointing at. Yeah. So, and, and here's the question. Okay. So right now you've like, you are at the base of this kind of rocky, uh, kind of pathway. And the question. No, I'll go up. You're going to, you're going to go up. Okay. So you kind of go up now. Are you still not in front of the, not in front of the statues. Okay. So you want to kind of go over there. Okay. That's yeah. Cool. And maybe over there and then, um, yeah, that's probably good right there. Okay. Now, uh, let me just see. I want to measure this. Going up from there. Yeah. So that's a 10 foot climb. And I, uh, you know, it is going up over, but it's not like smooth pathway. So if you really are trying to skirt around the outside, I'm going to need you to make an athletics check to see how you climb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not my strong suit. Um, so, uh, knowing that, um, mm -hmm. and not wanting to fall in disgrace and give myself away, uh -huh. um, maybe I will instead rely on my stealth and I will go up the path like <laughs> you had originally suggested. Okay. Yeah. Fine. I, I am stealth, so I will Understand. do it that way instead. Okay. So uh, tell me, um, okay, so how, how far do you actually want to go in? Like from here, you're about 10 feet away from the statue. And again, the only sound, like you hear sounds continuing to echo from within the cavern. You take a, another look. You're pretty close to this uh, statue now. And, you know, from here, it does appear to be pointing to, you know, a spot uh, you know, really just behind this kind of rock outcropping over here um, that is uh, about 20 feet away. So you are, you know, about 30 feet away from that location. But of course, you would have to kind of come up this, um, this, um, you know, rocky area and go, go over there if you're actually going to proceed to that point. So tell me do what I you want to do. Do I see a path that I could walk through or, or is, it, Absolutely. is it going to... Yeah, so so okay. so this area here again, yeah. it's not like a man-made path. It's more right. like rock that has been, uh, you know, eroded so that there's a certain degree of smoothness to it. And um, 
Yeah, like um, it, it is something that you can walk up and you don't have to climb. It is, okay. um, you know, it's it's a natural formation staircase, if you want to call uh, it. That, that's what I mean. Like, just like it won't require an athletics. That's correct. That that's correct. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'll go just a little bit closer and then uh, like maybe, yeah, right about there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and take a closer look at that thing that that one statue is pointing at. Okay. So now, I mean, from here, oh, now oh. it becomes very oh. interesting. Like you can see, and this is now where you see this is where some of the noises are coming from. You actually uh -huh. see a large, very large construct of some form that appears to be moving back and forth, picking up a bunch of boxes and cargo and things like that, and basically kind of placing them. And um, you can also hear some, it appears to be voices, but again, from here, it's kind of indistinct. And then this uh, construct thing begins as it puts the boxes down, it actually goes further back, looks like it's going, you know, into the cave where the sources of light are. And then uh, basically, uh, you know, after dropping its cargo, it is going further into the cave. So that's kind of what you see from over here. So that definitely gives you insight and more um, direct visibility to stuff that's happening directly within the cavern. Okay. Um, I just have to look something up here. Okay. I, I'm going to um, use my hat of disguise. Uh-huh. Uh, and actually, because uh, I can cast disguise self at will, at will. from it using an action. Yeah. Uh, and my first uh, disguise will actually be the same disguise that I have on with my disguise kit. Okay, so you've got multiple layers. You've got a magical disguise, which yep. is the same as your <laughs> physical. That, that's very, very interesting. Okay, and sorry, just from a mechanics perspective, um, is the disguise spell maintained through concentration at all, or is it just an inherent property of the, uh, of the item? I said I can dis the disguise self spell from okay. it at will. So, so, so if you're casting the disguise, yeah. So then that, I guess that's what I'm asking, right? So I have you know, to look that up. Let yeah. Me, when when you yeah, and and to me, I don't know. I, I'm actually not sure. So let's let's take a look at that. I'm, I'm just looking it up right okay, now. Okay. Cool. Disguise self spell mm -hmm. is illusion self. Uh, one hour. One hour. Uh, Does it say concentration? I don't see I don't see concentration. Let me just read it. Okay, to that's sure. cool. Yeah, you're you can right. seem one foot shorter or taller, appear thin, fat, or in between. Okay, so there's no concentration involved. That's amazing. Okay, yep. Yep. So you have your yep. yeah, you have your disguise now. Okay, that's cool. Yep. Okay, it's doubled up. Same disguise. <laughs> so. Okay. Just for fun. Which is which is now. really cool, actually. It's very interesting because then, mm -hmm. you know, if someone were to, you know, presumably detect a magical disguise and then they would, you know, dispel it or something, you're still going to have your physical disguise. So that's really cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so no question uh, what you were doing. Siona like, Star Glimmer, what do you do? What are you doing from here? Especially seeing um, this kind of large, hulking mechanical construct. Now, um, so this construct, um, and again, it's a little bit hard to see within the light, um, does appear to be very similar in design and build to that construct that you encountered and actually had a conversation with inside mm -hmm. the drawn enterprise. However, this is much, much larger. 
right? Where that yeah. other one might have been about, you know, eight feet tall. So still very, very, um, you know, quite, quite large. This one, you know, towers more. It is maybe 15 feet in, 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 mm-hmm. in, in, in tall girth wise. It's, it's very, very solid. And, um, mm-hmm. even from where you are, like when you hear the, the footsteps of this creature hit the ground, I mean, you can, you can hear and you can feel it quite strongly, even from your location. Hmm. All right. What do you do? I still want to check that spot that the uh, the one statue was looking. I'm close to it now. I'd, I'd like to um, investigate the, that spot. Like, look at first, just look at it, and then see if it's um, okay. Like, and I, I don't want to go right into it. I just okay. I want so to. I don't want to be in that spot. I want to be um, slightly away from it, how, but be able to, like that? close enough that I. Okay. Preferably not in the path of where the statue was looking to get to that spot. Well, the, the statue has actually up. moved away. So uh, assume that it actually has moved. And in the fact, the statue moved? Uh, no, not the statue. Sorry. The, uh, the, uh, the construct. Okay. Uh, so you don't want to be this close to the, the statue. Yeah. Because if you climb up this path here, it is yeah. going to be in the direct uh, you know, line of sight. In fact, you will be intersecting with wi- the area where the, uh, the, the statue is pointing. So I guess if you want to get around that by not going through the path, you are going to have to climb up to the side. Uh, I, I wanted to see what the statue, like look more closely at the thing that the statue is looking at. So the statue is pointing to something that is just beyond this area over here. So let's say it is pointing. You see where I've got the light shining? It would be. Uh, oh, sorry. I thought it was pointing to like just that area just in front of me where it looks like a weird branchy thing. Yeah. So, so that it, it is actually, well, now from this distance, where are you doing? It's right. It's pointing to something right about here. Okay, okay. Okay. So just beyond this, you know, series of branches and vegetation over there. And, 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 you know, from where you are stealth, I mean, you're actually quite close. That's within about 10 to 15 feet. Okay. I think I will uh, attempt that uh, climb. Okay. Um, Give me your yeah. athletics check, please. Can I have a bless first? <laughs> and, well, if you cast it, if you have it. <laughs> I don't think I have less to cast. I'm just like, <laughs> this just feels like one of those moments where things could go poorly. All right, we'll see what happens. Oh, uh, yeah, 10. 10. Mm. Okay. Um, 10. Uh, I'm going to say that you have difficulty. And in fact, um, as you get almost about halfway up, um, you kind of slip and start to crabble down, um, and, and fall backwards. So the scree of pebbles is actually kind of let loose. And there was a bit of, you know, kind of uh, loose stone or whatever that's kind of come away. Um, and your foot is not placed and you actually start to slide downwards. And there is that kind of, you know, sand being released, earth and stone being released and it's starting to cascade down from your area. What do you do? <laughs> Try to recover my, my, my grip. <laughs> Okay, uh, give me a like checking in. Uh, eight. <laughs> eight. Okay, so you fall with a thud and a, a crash, and you just barely manage to kind of um, actually roll acrobatics for me. I want to see whether you stand up from your fall. 
Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay. Uh, you are nimble enough on your feet to actually, you know, uh, not fall over kind of completely. Um, and as all these little bits of stone kind of, you know, crumble down, one of them and you bang your shin and scrape your, your knee and, and part of your, uh, you know, your, your abdomen with this. Um, and you are going to take, let's see, let me roll. You take one point of, let's say, piercing damage. <laughs> that was lucky. Okay. At least that was lucky. <laughs> now, but even as you do this, of course, um, you know, there there is some noise that is kind of being done. And then, you know, even as you kind of check your fall, you then see. Oh, no. Something has been drawn to uh, your activity. And in fact, as you kind of look in this direction to actually kind of see it, I'm going to reveal. And I want you to roll initiative, please. Oh, crap. <laughs> 11. 11. Okay, let's see what I got over here. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You 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 go <laughs> you go after whatever this thing is now. Um, it so so uh, climbing over this area, and you can see it's kind of large and hulking, especially in relation to you. You can see this large hulking uh, reptilian uh, creature that appears to have um, you know looks like you know in, in, in this quick moment that you see, there's like you know one, two, three, maybe. Four four legs, its eyes are kind of um, glowing with this luminescence and you can kind of see almost like a horned toad. Its whole body is kind of covered in, um, in, in, in like spikes and edges and angles and they kind of point in weird direction. It has this weird tail and then your eyes are kind of drawn to the light in its eyes, which are glowing this almost eldritch kind of aquamarine. I need you now, and let me kind of go to my stats here. So just give me two seconds. I need you to make a constitution saving throw, please. Oh, man. This is so hard for me. Seven. Seven. All of a sudden, you don't know what's happening, but you feel your muscles tense and they begin like freezing up and now you're finding it hard to actually move. You trying to actually step back away from this thing in your shock and recovering from the fall and you feel every ounce of your body begin to kind of seize up. And in fact, um, you hear the strange crackling noise of your clothes and, and you know, you take, uh, you know, in horror, you look down and they're actually starting to turn this almost gray color, the same color as the statues that are kind of in the path of this thing. Okay. Uh, let me just see. Is hanging there alone? Okay. Then that's fine. Okay. Uh, what do you do, Sienna Starglimmer? Uh, um, I think I'm screwed. <laughs> uh, honestly. <clears throat> um, what can I, how far into this cavern can I see? 
Well, you can see basically what you can see over here. That distance is not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Yeah. Like, and you're at the, you know, you're maybe about 15 feet from the ledge or the lip of this, right? Where this kind of statue is into it. The cavern is, is actually really quite large, but I mean, certainly right in front of you, you're much more, uh, you know, your current situation. And even that, you know, with you can see it, it's almost difficult to ignore the situation of your entire body body beginning to stiffen in every direction. And even now, as the adrenaline pulses through your system and you kind of, you know, shift into that, you know, fight or flight mode, you also hear the rustling of leaves and the movements of branches behind you. Oh, crap. What do you do, Siona Star Glimmer? Oh, uh, uh, um, I polymorph okay into i think i'm going to polymorph into a bat. into a bat mm-hmm. so a i'm winged... not doing it for the combat i'm doing it for the escape 100 understand 100 understand okay uh so you do that and you feel your body, you know, shifting into the form of kind of the bat creature. And it's actually very weird because you feel that the transformation, and you haven't really cast the spell, you know, that many times. It's a little bit of a, you know, a, a newer experience for you. But whenever you had cast it before, whether in practice or in actuality, you know, the form transformation is actually quite quick. And you can see, you know, it feels very fluid shifting to, from one state to another. But in this case it is painful and jagged and rough and it feels like although the spell wants to catch there is another intervening magic that is almost competing with it at the same time and you feel that it is slow to kind of you know get into the 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 bat form now uh you that that is an action okay so let us say um somehow you push through it and you feel your form shift into the bat's form what do you do i fly uh into the room into the room okay yep all right uh and uh, what is the uh what is the speed of the bat please just a second can i make it a giant Bat, it can certainly to... be a giant bat, yeah. Yeah. Um, speed is uh, fly 60 feet. 60 feet, okay. So uh, you've got this bat now, okay. And here from there, that's 30 feet, and you kind of fly in. That is uh, another 20 feet, so a total of 50. And so I'll say uh, it takes you up to this point over here. So you can see now you're inside, right? I, uh, I don't want to get that near the construct. Okay, you don't want to get that near. That's fine. Okay, so where do you want to go then? To the left. To the left. Okay, so we are moving now into the super... Uh, like to, to the left and up, like if there's somewhere that I can... Um, Perch. Okay. How or, high? Or be up, high. How high up do you want to go? Um, well, I kind of want to see like where the stairs are, okay. uh, and and I want to be able to look in and see like get a better view of what's going on in this room before I leave the room. Okay. Um, and uh, and and I want to be like towards the stairs, but mostly, um, I just want to be out of uh, immediate 
danger from the basilisk. Okay. So what I'm doing is I'm shifting you up. You can see how, oh, no, wait a second. You're supposed to fly here. Enable flying. And I want to be out of immediate danger of the basilisk and out of immediate reach of that construct. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, so um, I'm moving you into this uh, building over here. I'm actually going to shift things a little bit up. Okay, so then that's fine. So we move to the next turn. Now, you hear the basilisk from behind you um, basically uh, run in. And you are, you know... Uh, up pretty high, and so I'm going to say you're actually higher than this in in, in, okay, in the good. sky. Okay. <laughs> so it is going to kind of rush over here, and it's moving, and it kind of you know turns around once again, gazing at you. Now I need you to make another saving throw, please. Constitution. Sorry, I'm just gathering focus. <laughs> 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 you know my rolls have not been that great on these. Fourteen. 14. Okay. You manage somehow, even within your bat shape, to be able to kind of, you know, avert your gaze and you still hold on to that little part of yourself that has, you know, your magical training and your discipline. And somehow you manage to kind of shake off the effect and you feel that constriction, that beginning of the petrification begin to fade from your body and it's no longer impacting you. You are now fully in the bat's form, but the Basilisk is definitely there. It's within your visual sight. So, you know, if it continues to track you, it could still have the same effect. What do you do? Okay. Uh, so with my 60 feet of movement, yep. um, it's a little hard to see. Uh, I'd like to, if I can, I'd like to swoop into the room, um, give a little bit of a berth uh, to that um, creature. Okay. Um, like this basilisk would have to move around that rock to get over to that side. So if I can break this into two parts, I will, because uh -huh. I want to get, uh, I want, my goal is to get some intel about what's in this room, uh, and to, um, so look at the cargo or whatever is down here, uh -huh. one, and two, get a better look at that, um, construct, uh, as well. Uh, so I'd like to swoop into, to, I'd like to swoop over to the right and, and stay like a good distance, uh, height and distance from both of them I understand. Uh, and, and, and look at the cargo. And then with the idea that on my next turn, I would be fleeing up those, uh, those stairs, hopefully. Okay. Understand. Um, okay. So if that happens now, you also, um, here coming in from behind you, there is uh, another form that seems to be pounding up of the stairs. Okay, so let me just kind of do this. Over There's here. two of them. There's oh, two crap. of them. Yeah, basically. Oh my over god, here. Alpha! Okay. What are you trying to do to me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not the one who went into the cave. Okay, so you're basically over here, and you can see how the bat is flying. Okay, so basically, yeah, you said you're. My, my thought is is that I can be high enough. Yep. Uh, that they can't actually touch me. Yeah, no, no, and, and that that that's for sure. That that is not a problem. Um, in mm -hmm. in in terms of kind of you know gaining that elevation and that height. Okay. Okay. Sienna, apologize. Sometimes it doesn't seem to work that well. Okay. Cool. Uh, oh, and, and 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 I'd also like. Um, I'm sure. Oh my gosh, this is where inventory is such an annoying thing. Uh Okay, what are the odds that you would allow <laughs> that Siona would have a mirror 
<laughs> um, so I, I don't, do you have it uh, explicitly in your inventory? I don't. I don't do a good job of. of so, but you know what? Up. You're a pretty vain creature. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I would say there's a yeah. You you've got a mirror. Okay, awesome. I'd like to pull my mirror out of my uh, inventory. How? You're a bat. Oh, shoot. You're right. That's that's fair enough. Good point. Excellent point. But I'm just, uh, I have a mirror. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that for now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I'd have been thinking, that's what I would have done before I became a bat. And scene. Okay, that's a wrap. This concludes part A of our episode. We hope you're enjoying the adventures of the G-Team as much as we're enjoying making it all up as we go along. Part B will resume in our release next week. In the meantime, have a great day. Stay safe. And don't forget to love each other. See you next time on Gold and Glory. Glory.